Friday, everybody. I feel like I just did this for some I got reason. A real hit of deja I don't know why, but it's giving me major deja vu. <laughs> Welcome in to the Phoenix Sports Podcast, presented by the Jackie Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. It's your girl, it's Mackie P, DJ Mackie P. Um, and your guy, that's Sean DePaz. Yeah. I, what's my DJ name? Uh, do you, have you thought of one yeah, for yourself? Yeah, it's actually Tortellini Tino. T- what? Tortellini, as in the pasta, and then Tino. Why? T-I-N-O. Uh, Tino was my nickname growing up. It's what my, my mom called me. Well, my parents called me. Um, and I like Tortellini. And I'm part Italian, so it seems uh, like it fits. Mm, okay, we're going to go with DJ Mackie P. Uh, we, we might need to workshop your name. <laughs> Mine goes crazy. Tortellini Tino goes crazy. You think about that would hit on the Jersey now Shore. Now headlining Coachella, Tortellini <laughs> Tino, yeah, that would go crazy. I'm not headlining Coachella, but it, like I said, if you put me on the Georgie Shore, like it's like opening for Pauly D, those Italians would love it. The the Guidos would in fact be fist pumping to your set. Mm, um, mm, can confirm mm, mm. and the meatballs. You get the meatballs out there too. Listen, um, I, love <laughs> I hope you guys are all having a wonderful Friday. Hello to our fan in the chat, Elizabeth, Charles Waddell Pike, Chris, Daniel. So good to see you guys. Um, Sean, I am shooketh that you are even sitting yeah. in this seat. Um, if anyone did not know, Sean was on vacation last week. He went home to see his fam in Buffalo, and he barely made it back. It involved a treacherous uh, trek through the O'Hare Airport <laughs> and some yeah. lost baggage. But, Sean, you made it. I did. Um, the FAA is on my shit list because they are the reason for all the problems that I had. Um, and I still don't have my luggage. Ugh. I don't know where it is. It's either in Buffalo, Chicago, some random dumpster that American put it in. Um <laughs> We'll see if it ever shows back up. If it doesn't, I'm going to have to fight somebody. Um, I'm, I'll find out who the CEO of American is because it's probably going to have to be them. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was quite, quite the day, quite the last 48 hours I've had. But I'm happy to be back here with you. I'm happy to be on TPSP. Uh, it doesn't matter how bad or good of a week you've had. If you end it with TPSP, it's gonna it's a good way to end it. Facts. So, Straight I'm happy facts. happy to be here. Not only do we have TPSP today, but we also have our super exciting Dobson Ranch golf event coming yeah. up tonight, which we are so excited for. We will see you all out there. Um, you know who else is going to be at this golf event? Who? Our very favorite friends at Four Peaks Brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friends at Four Peaks is presented by Four Peaks, and they are going to be out there as well. And I don't know about you, Sean, but I need an ice cold hoppy IPA because, good couple. Lord Almighty, <laughs> I need a couple. It has been a week and a half. I'm so actually surprised that I'm not already drinking. Um, <laughs> I feel like we need to get the Friday vibes going. For real, uh, I need to crack open a cold one from our friends at Four Peaks. I can't tell you guys enough good things about their delicious hoppy IPA. But they have some new beers out there that are some delicious IPAs as well. They've got the Juice Dank IPA. Dude, that's right up my alley. As well as the Staycation Super Juicy IPA. Um, I am a huge fan of hazies, of juicy IPAs. Any IPA, if it's an Indian Pale Ale, it is in my tummy. So yep. I don't um, know if you know this about me. I'm also a big fan of marijuana. Um, so the, 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 <laughs> the recreational Juice Dank IPA is is. is Perfect for me. We got the trifecta going. Yeah. Um, all the good things: golf, weed, and beer. Yes, all you could ask for. All uh, you could ask one for. One of Mike Luke's uh, commenters last night said, "This pr- pr- this uh, podcast is brought to you by pizza, weed, and beer." Yes, all the <laughs> yeah, things you is. need to survive. Um, That's PH next. We run a pizza, weed, and beer. So make sure you check out Four Peaks new beers. I'm sure they'll be sampling some mm-hmm. of it while they are out there at the golf range with us. And, you, and if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, you could just show up. 
Yeah, you just come party with us, you know? Who, who cares? Um, the Last Wednesdays are also back, so make sure you join our PHNX crew at the 8th Street Pub on January 25th, as all of our shows are going to be live and in-person throughout the day. You can enjoy $3 beer specials, and of course, you can hang out with us. I mean, who doesn't want to drink beer and hang out with us, right? Right. Uh, we also want to give a big thank you to our friends at Chop Shop for feeding the office this week. I live for Chop Shop Mondays. They are my absolute favorite day of the month. I cannot say enough about how much I love Chop Shop. Their protein bowls, their salads, their parfaits, their um, chia seed pudding little deals they've got I'm, going on. I'm mad because I, I wasn't here on Monday. Yeah, I ate yours. Sorry. <laughs> Bro, this is. I had two rashes. I, uh, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. You were gone. Is, you didn't come back till Thursday. You can, and also, you took my parking spot. But I did. Yeah. But this is not about me. It's not about you. It's about Chop Shop. I just wanted to say that I had a legitimate sense of jealousy once I saw the message that Chop Shop and some Max needs help bringing the Chop Shop up. I was like, damn. Yeah. I miss Chop Shop. I'm not even kidding. You. Chop Shop Mondays are my favorite of the month. I live. Breathe, die for Chop Shop. Um, it is my and absolute steel, favorite. Apparently. The, yeah, and steel, all of the above. Um, the Danish salad goes crazy, you guys, if mm. you need a, a good recommendation. Uh, but thank you guys so much for the food. And make sure you head over to originalchopshop.com or download the app today. You can place an order in the app, and it's super easy. I recommend doing that and then going and driving and picking it up. It's like way faster than like ordering in person. And so. I believe Chop Shop will have a presence at our uh, tea party today. Oh. Everybody's going to be there. Are you going to be there? You better be there. there. Um, All right, Sean, let's get into the show. We've got a lot to talk about today. And there were so many things this happened this past week that had me saying, say what? I I mean, (laughs) wow. It's been a month. It's been a year. It's been a year for the Arizona sports teams. Like, Um, is it 13 days or 365? uh, 13 days. It's been a long 13 days. It's been a long existence (laughs) for Arizona sports. Yes, it has. Um, And I think we need to start with the Suns because we have had some interesting information come to light. As of yesterday, if you all didn't know, now you know that the fact the Suns are still owned by Robert Sarver, even though there is a deal in place for Matt Ishvia to take over. That deal um, isn't going to happen until um, after the trade deadline. The trade deadline for the NBA is February 9th, and Matt Ishbia will not be able to take control until after the deadline. And obviously, this is creating a lot of issues for the Phoenix Suns, who not only have a player who is not willing to participate in any activity with the team, um, including sitting on the bench during games, Mr. Jay Crowder, <laughs> but they are uh, in the ICU as an entire team. Um, there is not one healthy player. <laughs> I think they have the like they have nobody <laughs> healthy. Not one healthy player. The Suns do not exist. Not a single one. Um, no, just kidding. But they are hurting right now. Devin Booker is out. CP3 is hurt. Cam Johnson's been hurt. Like it's just a mess. Like, it's a whole kit and caboodle of a messy situation for the Suns. And so they need to make some moves. They need to make some deals. They need to get some people here to play basketball because nobody is playing basketball for the Phoenix Suns right now. And it's a little difficult is, to do that. This is so disrespectful to the, the I know, I'm Damian sorry. The bench Lees players, I love you. Jock Landells of the world. Like, <laughs> they're, they were, they're putting in work. They're right? putting in work. They did beat the Golden State Warriors 
um, by more almost more than 20 points the other day with their bench. And Steph Curry was, in fact, playing. And so was the washed Clay Thompson. So, you know, you, you love to see it. You love to see it. Um, <laughs> Clay doesn't deserve that. He does. Uh, he's washed. And I will never, ever backtrack from that statement. Um, but anyway, so as you can all imagine, having a grumpy owner who is suspended and also i don't know if anyone knew this he's not allowed to communicate with anybody on (laughs) in the team in the organization while he's suspended so he is on an island all by himself and he cannot talk to anybody so trying to get a deal for a trade or anything is virtually impossible at this point which i know a lot of people are upset with jay crowder still being on the roster considering they he's not doing anything but i don't know what else they can do with him considering they can't trade him without Robert Sarver's approval yeah. um, because his salary is above that like threshold of the average player's salary, yeah, which yep. is about $10.8 million. Um, so we're stuck with Jay Crowder and um, <laughs> well, stuck with out Jay Crowder. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. We're stuck with without. Correct. Jay Crowder. Yes. Um, <laughs> so the Suns are in a bit of a sticky situation. And yesterday, Brian Windhorse was on with his friends at ESPN talking about how it might be possible for Matt Ishbia to get control of the team before the trade deadline. Matt Ishbia is really dead set on getting his hands on this organization. And he is really trying to push through um, and speed up this deadline so that he can get yeah. uh, this vote through and the, the owners can vote and just speed this process up because I mean, Matt Ishbia wants to get his hands on this team and to help them win. And I think Sean, the Suns are in like an interesting position. Like, very well. They've not been doing well in the stretch, obviously, because they've had so many injured players. But if the injured players come back and they go on a heater, like they're still they could still could be in playoff contention. So yep. I don't think it's necessarily time to like tear it all down. But I think they need help. And I think Matt Ishby is the only one that can do that for them. Yeah, no, it, it is a very interesting situation. That's one of the things that Brian Winhorst mentioned is that right now they essentially have three owners. They, yeah. they have Sarver, who technically owns the team. And obviously, like you said, has to sign off on any big trades. But then they have the guy whose name I'm forgetting, who currently actually controls the team. And then they have Matt Ishbia coming in. Um, so it is a very interesting situation. Obviously, we're talking about this with a, a decent amount of assumption that Sarver would kind of, you know, hurt the Suns essentially and not let them make any kinds of trade because he's salty, um, which is an assumption. But based on what we know about Robert Sarver, it's the idea assumption. that he might do something bad is not a stretch um so it is definitely a very interesting situation um but this is at least a a sign of hope right like i think prior to what we heard from brian windhorst it was like oh well blow it up set like there's nothing they can do because sarver is going to have control until it's too late um but now there's at least a little glimmer of hope that they can maybe do something We'll see, I guess, but it's nice. It's a step in the right direction, I suppose. Whether or not this deadline can get sped or this process can get sped up and Matt Ishbia can take control before the deadline remains to be seen. We don't really know the whole process behind everything that involves with accepting a new owner into the league. But the fact that he's trying, I think, says a lot about Mm -hmm. him as a person and as a future owner of this team that he cares enough to see that this is a sticky situation for the team that he's going to take control over and is trying to do everything that he can to remedy it. Um, So I definitely think it does provide a glimmer of hope. I also think it um, provides like a spark for the team to like say like, guys, like we got to do everything we can to remain competitive in this time. Like, Not having all of our players healthy sucks, but we got to step up. We got to keep trying. We got to grind it out. Like just no, not no giving up basically. 
Yep. Which I think is good because, um, you know, the Suns, they could just mail it in early and just say, all right, this isn't our year. Like, we, what do you guys want us to do? We don't have anyone to play basketball for us. But they're not doing that. And I think just like the knowledge that Matt Ishbia is really, really cares and wants to get control and, like, get things rolling, I think is a good sign for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the big things that we had talked about earlier is, is like, he'll be on the, the hook for the luxury tax after the season if yep. he gets through if the purchase goes through, yeah. right? So he could easily sit there and be like, I don't care that they're not making trades because that's less money I got to pay. Um, but he's not, right? Like he he is, he wants to get to work. It reminds me very much of Steve Ballmer who came in after Donald Sterling and on that whole situation with the LA Clippers. He came in and he injected a bunch of energy into that team. Yeah. Obviously, it hasn't panned out for the Clippers, um, but he at least tried. Um, and, and I think that's kind of what you're seeing with Ishbia, which it, again, if you're a Suns fan, it's amazing, and I think it, it does have to alter how the team approaches the trade deadline, right? Because yeah. prior to this, there was a lot of struggles. It's a little bit of a question of, okay, are you going to try and blow it off a little bit? How are you going to go about it? Now there's actually kind of a question to be had. It's, okay, how can we improve this team if they are still in a position? So like you said earlier, that for, for the, as far as the team is concerned, it's definitely got to be a little bit of a spark. Like if we have to play hard and try and keep ourselves in a position where Ishbia has an opportunity to make that decision where he's like, yeah. all right, we're in a position where if I improve this team, it's a contender. Yeah. Um, so it, I think it is really big kind of from top down, from from upper management to the team, to the fans. Like it, It's a good sign for everybody. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, Jan Paul, Paul Edward de Dios in the comments asking. <laughs> you always struggle with that. I know. I don't know why. Jean Paul like Edward de Dios. I'm sorry. It's the most straightforward name. I apologize. <laughs> um, with Kyrie only on a one-year deal, do you think it is a better idea that we stand pat and keep assets to go for KD? Um, we were winning when Book was healthy. What are your thoughts on that? Um, the problem is that the Nets are good and it doesn't seem like KD really wants to leave anymore. So I wouldn't like kind of be banking on that necessarily, yeah. like on KD specifically. Um, I, I don't think you're in a position yet where you have to like blow it up and start like selling off the team, um, regardless of, of who else is going to be a free agent, who's out there, like wh whoever you're trying to go after. Yeah. I don't think that this team is not bad enough. And there's so much parody in the West that it, you're not in a position where you need to blow it up yet. Um, especially because this window is damn near closed. Um, it was something that they were talking about on ESPN yesterday, actually. Like, Chris Paul's not getting any younger. So mm -hmm. if you're going to win, it's going to happen right now. Um, so I don't think there's any point in blowing it up when that window's probably going to close in a year or two anyways. Yeah. Um, so uh, Katie's not really even on my radar anymore as far as the Suns are concerned. Yeah. Jose Grajeda, Grajeda? Grajeda? saying Grajeda? Katie not coming. I kind of agree. I yeah. think my... All the wind has been taking out of my Katie to Phoenix sales. Um, it just doesn't seem realistic at this point. Yeah. And the Katie sweepstakes kind of ended uh, over the summer, especially with all the DA stuff that happened. And that's another thing, too, that I think we've kind of forgotten about with everything else that has compounded is like there's still a chance that, you know, DA there's like there's so many un like unanswered oh, no. questions yeah. about DA's uh, contract and like the interim on what's going to mm -hmm. happen um, because, you know, the Suns didn't. Uh, they gave him the the extension, but it wasn't what he wanted. And then yeah. he also had all those clauses about when you could trade and when you couldn't trade. But um, that's also another layer to this very complicated puzzle of what's happening with the Suns right now. So um, there's a lot happening. And I <laughs> just sure it's kind of a mess. And I feel for the Suns having this like weird quasi three owner situation yeah. happening. Um, it's a kind of a hard thing to navigate. But I don't think with the situation with the ownership right now, what's in place like there's no way they can negotiate a 
make a deal for Katie with yeah. this happening, right? Like, it just doesn't seem possible to me. Like, that requires so much cooperation, so many moving parts. And I mean, that would be a huge deal. And if Robert Sarver is being Robert Sarver, I don't think there's anything that would convince him to sign off on something like that. Yeah. I really feel bad for James Jones. <laughs> trying to put together a team in a situation where you can't do anything cannot uh, cannot be fun. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully, for everyone's sake, there's there's some kind of conclusion to this at some point soon. Yeah, absolutely. But big ups to Matt Ishbia. I uh, have felt even better about him taking ownership of this team than I did before, yeah. and that's saying a lot. So that's exciting. You know what else is exciting, Sean? What's that? <gasps> Using the underdog fantasy Ooh, app. Very understanding. <laughs> uh, very understanding. Very exciting. Um, as Shane would say, bark, 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 um, bark, bark. Yeah, no, I love the underdog <laughs> fantasy app. As I've said before. You know, my my year-long fantasy year did not go exactly the way I wanted it to. And before you say anything, yours didn't go exactly the way you wanted it to nope. either. No, um, it sure did not. Honestly, no one's really went the way I wanted it to. But nope. um, that's why. What's up, Mac? <laughs> Shut up. Get out of here. Bubble Sean. Shane, I don't want to hear it. Bubble Shane, yeah. Get uh, out of here. But yeah, I mean, it, I, I like I said, the year-long fantasy didn't go that well, so... I, I like spending my time on the daily fantasy because I, I have a little bit better of a chance. Um, you can draft a team up against five, up to five of your friends. You can go anywhere from like $3 to a bunch of money, depending on how much you want to put on it um, and how confident you are. But you can draft six players with no positional limits, and that's it. Um, I, I have so much fun. I'm definitely looking forward to doing it for some higher stakes um, playoff football, but you can do it for anything. You can use Esports at the Pick'em games. You can do it for NBA. Um, so regardless of what sport you're doing, what sport you're into, you can find some action on the Underdog Fantasy app. Um, it's pretty easy to get started. All you have to do is go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit with up to 100 bones. And if you don't know, the exchange rate is one to one. 100 bones is 100 dollars. That's a lot of free money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love it. All right. I need, you to, I need you to do that again. No, you oh. do it. You're the barker. But yeah, you're she, the barker. Yeah, well, as the senior barker of this company, <laughs> I, I oversee the barking, and that was a, that was a, that's a howl. Chief bark officer. <laughs> bark, bark. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> R.I.P. Headphone users. I would be so users. terrified if I heard a dog barking at me like that. No, so sorry about that. All right, let's talk about the Arizona <laughs> whopper, Cardinals. Whopper, whopper, whopper. <laughs> At BK. Okay, back on the rails. Here we go. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, mercifully, thank oh the Lord God. above, sweet baby Jesus in a manger. They fired <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. Sweet baby Jesus. They Little fired baby him. He's gone. Hashtag fire Cliff. <laughs> Our movement was successful. Cliff Kingsbury is no longer the head coach of the Cardinals, and Steve Geim is no longer the general manager of this organization either. And Michael Bidwell uh, is no longer the... Oh. Uh, oh, just nope. kidding. Oh, nope. Psych, no, that's I still lied. here. Um. I wanted to cry. <laughs> <laughs> like tears of joy, right? When they, yeah, okay. when they announced this news, because I have been over Steve Kime for a hot minute. Yep. I was over Cliff Kingsbury after like week eleven. So <laughs> it took you that long. I was hopeful, you know. I was always <laughs> optimistic. Last year, to be quite um, honest with you. So we've got some vacancies to fill in this front mm, office, that we do. and wow, <laughs> there are some things happening. Yep. On the things are in motion. You said um, a GM and a coach. It's a fun yeah. time, though. It's a, at least there's like a time for hope. 
there is a time for hope, and it unless is now. Unless they hire Vance Joseph. You are all allowed to be hopeful, um, yes, unless uh, that hope lies in the hands of Vance Joseph, and then we can all be very sad. Um, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so uh, I think the most exciting thing that has come out of this so far is the fact that the hottest coach on the coaching hot stove is... Uh, Sean McVay? <laughs> <laughs> not not physically, but just oh. like you know, like he's not attractive in that way. He's good looking. Mm, yeah, not my type. What are we What are we doing here? Um, <laughs> he has been confirmed. The Cardinals asked for permission to interview Sean Payton, mm-hmm. and permission granted, which is also saying something because this just came out a couple of minutes ago. Johnny Venerable of PHNX Cardinals tweeted about this. Um, the owner of the Saints had made it very clear that he would not approve requests to talk to Sean Payton unless teams preliminary agreed to a trade of some sort so whether that was him laying out i want a first round draft pick and (laughs) all these other things and you have to agree to it before i let you talk to sean payton um the cardinals agreed to it so michael bidwell is not balking at whatever request is being made of to trade for sean payton because the saints do have control over sean payton until the end of the 2024 season so that to me is already very hopeful. The fact that Michael yeah. Bidwell is willing to agree to whatever the Saints want in order to get Sean Payton here. Um, the Sean Payton has, has also has other interviews lined up with the Broncos and the Texans as well. But um, aside from that, um, I am excited about the fact that Michael Bidwell would be willing to do whatever it takes to get Sean Payton here because I think, in my opinion, Sean Payton is the best option for the Arizona Cardinals and he's also the best coach on the market as of right now. Oh, 100%. Uh, I'm very interested. That, that, that is, yeah, I absolutely didn't know that. Um, very encouraging because that kind of the thing I was afraid of, especially with this franchise and just Arizona sports, I was a little worried that they were going to... I, I, I pictured a situation where they talked to Sean Payton, he agreed to come here, and then they just couldn't figure out a trade, and then everything fell through, and then we ended up having Vance Joseph as our head coach. Um, so the fact that they at least preliminarily have agreed to some kind of deal is a very encouraging sign to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at the other candidates, I don't think there was anybody that really compares to Sean yeah, Payton. He because, led the team to the fourth best winning percentage yeah. in the NFL while he was with the Saints. Only yeah. four other teams had uh, a higher ranking. Whoop, hello. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's not often it's not often you get a Super My Bowl phone winning agrees. head coach. <laughs> um yeah, it's not often that a Super Bowl he did help when the he did lead the Saints to a Super Bowl in two thousand nine. Obviously he had Drew Brees with him for that, but the Saints were one in five in playoffs prior to Sean Payton coming to the team. Um so I mean he turned that organization around. I think he's one of the best if not the best offensive minded coaches in the nfl so um you know with the exception of cliff right uh, yeah (laughs) yeah um so i think they're really i mean so of the other candidates that have been confirmed to have been reached out to by the cardinals vance joseph is an internal candidate which i think is the absolute worst decision that the cardinals could Mm. possibly make um domico ryans who is the 49ers defensive coordinator and then today we just found out that the senior defensive assistant and linebackers coach for the steelers brian flores has also been contacted um who i guess shane is very excited about um but i still think out of all those options sean payne by a mile is the best choice and if you gave any other if you made any other addition to this list i really don't think there's one better than Payton on that list it was very sarcastic Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know Flores. if uh, Brian Flores and Kyler Murray would necessarily have the best chemistry. Uh, <laughs> would, oh my God. <laughs> be the, uh, uh, the, what is it? CVO, the Chiefs vibe officer. Yeah. yeah. But I heard yeah, the vibes yeah. were Actually, terrible in yeah, Miami. The vibes would not be great. <laughs> I, that was the, the biggest problem with him is that He's, the vibes were not I great. I like him. 
Um, I liked it too, and I do think he was kind of screwed over by the Miami Dolphins, but I don't think he's a good head coach. Johnny had a great tweet if you want to go check out what that relationship between him and Kyler would be like. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, no, I do definitely think Sean Payton is the best option. Uh, I'm a huge fan of D'Amico Ryans, but I think this is something we talked about yesterday. It, with a guy like Kyler kind of being the most important part of all of this, yeah. do you want a defensive coordinator being your head coach, or would right. you rather have an offensive guy? So, yeah, I, especially with Sean Payton being an offensive guy, I, I think there's every reason Sean Payton is the best candidate. Yeah. I won't be upset. I would love D'Amico Ryans as a head coach here. Um, outside of that, there's I definitely don't want Vance Joseph, and I no, definitely, definitely God. don't want Brian Flores. Um, um, I think I'm a little biased because I've experienced defensive-minded uh, head coaches uh, for my favorite team for quite some time now, and they have not worked out. Not necessarily just because they're defensive-minded head coaches, but it's been a disaster over there with the uh, good old Denver Broncos. And also, Vance Joseph was the head coach of my team, and that was also a dumpster fire. So for some <laughs> reason, I could call me jaded, call me biased. Call I'm me extremely against having a defensive-minded uh, head coach. Again, I know it doesn't necessarily matter as much if you get a standout offensive coordinator, yeah. but I just think with uh, Kyler Murray, you have to get a coach for Kyler Murray, and I think the best coach for Kyler Murray outside of his, like, offensive scheming and everything else he's accomplished is Sean Payton because Sean Payton is a no nonsense kind of dude and yeah. he is going to lay down the law and I think Kyler Murray needs someone that's going to lay down the law and I think a lot of the issues that we saw this past year came from the fact that Cliff Kingsbury like really didn't have a handle on Kyler Murray like that was a, a disaster relationship and we might have only seen the cracks of it on the sidelines when they got in disagreements and yelling matches but I don't see Kyler Murray getting in a yelling match with Sean Payton I don't know call me crazy but I don't <laughs> no. see that happening um, <laughs> so Sean Payton is a guy that was ultimately responsible for Bounty Gate. Uh, I don't think he's taking shit from a little man like Kyler. No. Um, yeah, and I mean, I will get to the video in a second, but like one of the things that we, we've heard him talk about, like he clearly has a vision for Kyler Murray. He has an idea yes. of how he can put him in a position to succeed. Um, and that's a really encouraging sign. Um, yeah, and he and already said, you know, uh, back at the Combine when Kyler was um, – not in the NFL yet. He said how much he liked Kyler Murray yeah. and how electric um, the things that he can do is. So there is some already establishing factor of the fact that uh, Sean Payton really likes what Kyler Murray has to offer as a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the likelihood of Payton coming here is obviously the question. And our good old friend, Ian Rappaport, a uh, friend of the program, as PHNX Cardinals would say, uh, was on the Pat McAfee show earlier today. And uh, he dropped some knowledge about that likelihood of him coming here. I think, and I didn't, so going into this, I would have said, I don't know if Sean Payton would go to the Cardinals. Now I think it's pretty legit. Like, really? Yeah. Like, both them and the Texans have kind of undercover pretty good opportunities because Kyler is Whoa. different. But quarterback. Sean Payton's different, too, and maybe that works. And he is a great coach and will no doubt give some accountability to Kyler Murray and make sure of it. Um, they're not going to need a clause in the contract, et cetera. Sean will make sure of it. Oh, so oh. you mean it's not going to be an absolute shit show if Sean Payton's here? Hmm. The team's not going to be an absolute laughing stock if Sean Payton's here? Imagine that. I like the sound of that. Um, but, I mean, that's the, that's the big thing, right? It was always a little bit of like a pipe dream if, of Sean Payton coming here. Like, it was always great an idea. You didn't know if it was really a possibility. It appears it's actually a possibility. Um, so another, I think, really encouraging sign for Cardinals fans. Yeah, obviously Ian Rappaport has his hands in a lot that goes on uh, behind the scenes with NFL players and coaches mm -hmm. and things like that. So the fact that he said it's pretty legit, 
Um, obviously, that's not confirming anything, but that makes me feel like a little bit more excited just because I don't yeah. think he would say that if he had heard from, you know, an agent or Peyton himself that there's no shot in hell that he wants to come to coach at Arizona yeah. um, in Arizona. So that kind of just like gives me, I don't know, it gets you yeah. excited. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, the fact that he said, I didn't think there was a chance, but now I do yeah. suggest that there was something that made him change his mind. Right. Um, and Ian Rappaport is, is one of the best in the business. He doesn't just make shit up. Um, so there, are, there is, it's coming from somewhere. There is some reason to believe somewhere that Sean Payton actually has interest in this job. And I mean, you look at the other ones, the other, the two teams that he's interviewing with. I wouldn't want anything to do with that Texans job. Yeah. Um, you don't know who your quarterback's going to be. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance you end up having to take the second best quarterback in this draft. And I think once you get past Bryce Young, it's a complete crapshoot. Yeah. Um, it, it, and then there's the Broncos, who are a really good team, but obviously a massive question mark in an older, less mobile quarterback yep. in Russell Wilson. Yeah, you um, read my mind. I was just about to say, I think, you know, we can sit here and speculate all day long about where we think is the best place for Sean Payton to go. But it's ultimately going to come down to what Sean Payton wants to be a part of. If he wants to be a part of a blank slate like the Houston Texans, who don't have any quarterback um, and, you know, are really he's really going to get a chance to mold someone or I guess help the Texans with that entire situation of not having a quarterback. Um, I guess that is one option or he could go to a place that's kind of, you know, having either a quarterback rehabbing from an ACL tear or just like an older quarterback who uh, has won a Super Bowl in the past, but hasn't really amounted to much after that. Um, so I guess it just depends on what Sean Payton wants to do. If I were in Sean Payton's shoes, I would prefer to go to a place where I feel had an already more of established quarterback situation. Yeah. So either Arizona or Denver. Um, and then I guess from there it just depends on what you think is a better fit in terms of culture, the other pieces of the puzzle with the other players on the team, you know, also yeah. the fact that maybe they don't have a GM yet um, might be an attractive thing for Sean Payton. Yeah, Cause for possibly sure. he could have, you know, a little bit a of a say control, in that, yeah. a lot of control. So I don't really know, but um, also this is an old man who like took time off of football. Yeah, you give me Houston, Phoenix, and Denver. All respect to those other cities. Phoenix is probably a pretty nice place to live when you're an older man with a lot of money. Yeah, he probably um, lives in LA, so it's not that far from where he yeah, currently lives. Yeah, similar similar climate, I guess. Yeah, um, like it, unless one of these LA jobs opens up, or yeah, unless one of them opens up, that that could probably throw a wrench in this. But yeah, for sure. I, I, when you look at the places that he has an opportunity to go, just from like a lifestyle standpoint, uh, Arizona, I think would be at the top of that list. So yeah. I, I think there is plenty of reasons, especially like you said, for an offensive-minded quarterback who has a quarterback that he's clearly a fan of, and it's not just one of these things where now that he's got a possibility of having this job, he's rooting for it. Um, he's been a fan of Kyler, and yeah. that, that it's a good sign. I, you haven't heard him talk about Russell Wilson like that. Yeah, he has um, been a fan so. of Kyler. He is on record or saying how much he likes him. Chris in the comments saying he thinks Peyton sees K1 as a puzzle he can solve. Uh, so Sean Payton actually went on the Colin Coward, the Herd show, and uh, he said some interesting things about Kyler. So let's take a listen. With a Kyler Murray, sometimes Aaron's going to do what Aaron wants to do. What is that line when you have a Kyler that does stuff, Sean, that nobody in the world can do? Well, I, I, there's we, we don't want to... Um, not take advantage of that. I, you know, I, you watch this play here, and you could have gone to the restroom, gotten a hot dog, come back and caught the very end of it. it. You know, it's hard to contain a guy like this. Now, last year was interesting when you watched Bill and the Patriots try to keep him more in the pocket with a two-gap rush and force him to play in a spot they wanted him as, as opposed to this. So, 
I think it still gets back to offensively a, a package that suits his talents, but also takes some pressure off of him as well. And so, look, what would I like to see? I, I'd love to see him uh, have a better running game under center. I'd love to see him hand the ball off to another really good player and take a deep breath. Some layups. And I, I, I want to see him have a few more layups. And I think when I need those plays, they're going to come spontaneously, the red zone or third down. Um, but I think that if we're counting on those every week, that's a stressful job. Like we're asking him to fly the Top Gun mission that we saw in the movie <laughs> under the under Great the bridge, movie, the under the bridge, turn the wing, up the slope, drop the and each week. And I don't want that. I want him to cruise over Kansas and Missouri and Illinois once in a while and let someone else. Cruising over Kansas and Illinois, Missouri sounds wonderful to me. <laughs> I mean, it'd be much better than the tumultuous shit show we just experienced for this past year. Yeah, and I'm sure Tochi will vouch for this. Flying over Missouri sounds much better than being in Missouri. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but I'll okay, take it. I love that clip for so many reasons. Yeah. First of all, he already has a pretty solid mm. idea of what Kyler Murray can offer, how he can help him, and the things he would like to see out of Kyler Murray. I also love that clip because he threw a little bit of shade yeah, at it was, uh, Cliff. It was a subtle shot at Cliff and Kime. Um, at Cliff and Kime for not helping Kyler Murray appropriately get him the tools that he needs or coaching to his abilities so yeah big fan of sean payton already um and so just the fact that he already has like that i mean and i'm not not saying that this is like out of the norm or like this is crazy to think that like one of the best head coaches in the nfl has uh, some sort of idea of how to help kyler murray like obviously if you watch film if you watch tape like you can deduce a good idea of what needs to be done to help him but um yeah, it's just exciting. I don't know. Yeah. I love listening to Sean Payton talk about Kyler Murray just like makes me feel good. I don't know. I like no, it. Same. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it got me feeling warm inside. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Yeah, I love the I don't think it was like an intentional like throwing shade at those guys, but I no, definitely no, no, think no. He, I, don't I think definitely he, think it is it looks bad on it. Like it makes them look bad. Um and I, what I really like about it is that it's he's not coming out here saying he wants to make Kyler someone he's not. Right. But He's because he he knows he's a dynamic quarterback and he knows what he's capable of doing, but that shouldn't be like the offense shouldn't be yeah, go make it work, Kyler. Like right. you need those kinds of plays. I obviously like look at a team like Buffalo. A, a guy you got a guy like Josh Allen who can make those kinds of plays in the red zone on third down on fourth down. Um, but they're not rely every play is not Josh Allen running the ball, right. running for his life. Like they allow him to also be a quarterback because Kyler. He has arm talent. Like he, he's, he's, it's not, he's not just a runner. Um, so it, it, it's really encouraging to hear him say that he wants to actually put him in a position to succeed, take some of that pressure off of him, um, which I think benefits everybody because you talk, we talk a lot about how much of a leader is Kyler, how mature is Kyler. It makes him, it makes his life a lot easier and makes him look a lot better, which makes everyone look better if you could take some of that pressure off of him. So, yeah, I loved everything I heard from Sean in that video. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, Jan Paul asking, are we going to talk about hop? Yes, we are right now. Um, <laughs> so there have been reports circulating, um, just whispers, whispers, if you will. Um, the Saints would likely try to start any conversation at a first round pick regarding a trade with Sean Payton. The idea that they could get a first rounder back for Payton was likely the part of their reasoning for moving up in the 2022 draft and uh, a trade that sent their 2023 first-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles. So they are on a hunt, on the hunt for a first-round draft pick. Mm -hmm. The Cardinals obviously have the third overall draft pick, which... 
You're not trying to get rid of. <laughs> I don't think. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know for sure. But personally, I get a little worried when we're talking about the number three pick. But they have some assets to work with, including mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, who is still under contract with the Cardinals. And for now, we'll just say it doesn't seem like he really fits the timeline of where the Cardinals are yeah. at, considering Kyler Murray is not going to be his quarterback for a majority of next season. So if they do decide to trade Hopkins, I don't know if. They're going to try to finesse a first round, a lower first round draft pick out of that trade. But if he goes to a team that really needs some wide receiver support that are closer to a title than the Cardinals are, maybe they can finesse a good lower first round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. And then the Cardinals all of a sudden now have two first round draft picks to work with, um, possibly being able to keep their third or if they want to trade their third because, um, you know, they can work with whatever they get back for Hopkins. Um, they have a lot more options, which yeah. I feel better about because I kind of get scared when I think about trading away the third overall pick. I don't know how yeah. you feel about that. No, Sean. I definitely, I, I don't think any coach is worth a third overall pick, especially w- with the prospects that are going to be there um, for the Cardinals. Um, but I suppose it makes a good point in the chat that their second round pick is basically a, a late first. I think a lot of people forget that the Dolphins lost their first round pick this year. So there's yeah. only 31 in the first round, mm-hmm. which shifts everything up in the second round up a pick, obviously. Um, and then you look at the, the, the potential places that D hop could go a team like the Giants need a quarterback as it stands right now. 23rd overall pick the playoffs are going to change all this, but a, a team like the, the Ravens who are 23rd as well. Like there's a couple teams that, that would be in the market for a receiver like D hop mm-hmm. who have a late first round pick that could end up being um, pretty valuable in a potential trade for, for Dion or for Sean Payton. Um, so it's very fascinating to see where he goes. Um, and that did happen this AFCs. week. We did find out yeah. this week that D hop uh, most likely not confirmed, obviously, but most likely will be traded. Yeah. And Bidwell has him. apparently made that known to some of the GM candidates. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, it is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Obviously, I love D Hop. Yeah. I think I'm higher on D Hop than a lot of people. I think he's a top three receiver in, in yes, the NFL. I think he absolutely. has the best hands in football. Yes, um, I agree. His catch radius is fucking insane. Um, but so it's obviously going to be sad to see him go. And it's a lot of questions about, you know, where, how the team has been run up to this point, but you can blame a lot of that on time. He's gone now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Kyler works with Marquise Brown as his number one, all that stuff. But yeah. like you said, D hop clearly does not line up with this time, the timeline of this team right now. Yeah. They are not, I think the window is, I don't think it's open yet. No, the, the Super Bowl window is not open. Um, he's got two years left in the contract. It would be a pretty massive cap hit if they were to trade him, but ultimately they would save a lot of money too. So I, I think as sad as it would be, it is ultimately time for D hop to go. And if you can get a pick out of it, that ultimately nets you Sean Payton, that's trade that you got to make. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, definitely bummed that uh, we didn't get more out of DeAndre Hopkins' time here in Arizona because I definitely agree he has a top three receiver in the league, and I don't think we necessarily got the best utilization out of his talent <laughs> while always, he was here. We will always have. Stop it. Don't say it. Yep. Do will, not say we it. We will always no, we have won't. the nope. Hail Murray. Uh, yeah, what happened after the Hail Murray? How did the rest of the season go? They won the game. That's all that matters. Uh, yeah, how did the rest of the season go? Um, who, yeah, the so definitely a bummer to see that kind of not be a waste, but I don't really think it's surmounted to everything that we hoped that it would. Yeah. And not it, not DeAndre Hopkins' fault by any stretch of the imagination aside from the suspension that maybe was possibly avoidable. Um, aside from that. Definitely a bummer to see D-Hop not be a part of this team's timeline anymore. Um, seeing him in a Cardinals uniform was electric. Yeah. Um, 
But I'm assuming if we're going to do, if we're talking like steroid a first round draft pick, boy. I don't do you, if, okay, let's say you're, you're Michael Bidwell and the Saints are coming to you. You can have Sean Payton if we have your third overall pick straight up. No. No, no coach is worth that in my opinion. Not at all. No. Not uh, even thinking about it? Not for the third overall pick. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're a top 10, if you got a top 10 pick, no coach is worth a top 10 pick. And yeah. I know that drafting is a crapshoot, all of that stuff, but, um, First off, the if it was a if you were in a position for a quarterback and you didn't have the first overall pick, I would think about it a little more because, like I said, I think drafting the quarterbacks in this draft once you get past Bright Young, a little more of a crapshoot. They're not in a position for a quarterback. I think it's much easier to draft non-skill players. Again, not easy, but easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that pick is too valuable for the Cardinals. Uh, it does, <laughs> does not. We get it, Mac. You're popular. Um, <laughs> it does not. Uh, yeah, that, that pick is worth far too much. For any coach, I yeah. don't. Vince Lombardi could come back. You're not. You're not creating that pick for him. <laughs> um, I agree. I'm on the same page as you. Um, I maybe would think about it a little bit longer than you would, but I also would ultimately say no if it was a third, the a third overall pick straight up for Sean Payton. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that that's what the Saints are asking for, but obviously Michael Bidwell is comfortable for whatever they're asking for because he agreed to a whatever preliminary yeah. request that they have in order to even speak to Sean Bain in yeah. the first place. I, I talked about this with you yesterday. The, obviously the Cardinals don't really have any leverage in the situation, but the saints don't have a whole lot like Sean Payton controls yeah. the situation in a lot totally. of ways. And Sean Payton, I don't think is going to want to go to a team that has to sell their future to get him. Like if they have to give up the third overall pick, mm-hmm. that's the, the job becomes less enticing for Sean Payton. I think, um, obviously you look at a team like the Broncos who don't have a first round pick. It's whatever, but I wonder I, I why just that happened. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, oh my God. Nice. Shane is um, a Seahawks fan and it really pisses um, me off. But the, <laughs> if, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, you stupid. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's nine plus 10? 21. 21. You stupid. Um, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Sean Payton is going to want to go to a team that has to jeopardize their future to get him. So I, yeah. I think. If Sean Payton has any say in the situation, the Cardinals aren't going to have to go with the third round pick. But yeah, I agree. there's a lot to lot that has to be figured yeah, out. Yeah, just for giggles, love the name. Um, saying D Hop will garner a first rounder. See, that was my gut feeling too. I think he's worth a, like a late, like maybe like a twenty five yeah. or lower. If you're a team like the Chiefs, for example, yeah, who has a late first round pick and is also already a really good team, yeah. I don't like you giving up a late first round for what, a guy like what D-Hop? pick did the Cardinals give up for Hollywood? A first rounder. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and, I mean, uh, D-Hop, D-Hop is better. way better than Hollywood. Um, So I don't see why D-Hop wouldn't garner like a late first round pick yeah. in exchange. You're and not I, getting the first overall from the Bears for D-Hop. Right. But like I said, one of those late picks from a, a team like the Giants, the Ravens, Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills. Um, yeah. I think that's very much in play. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it's definitely in play as well. And I think that kind of adds a layer of complexity to the situation because the Cardinals now have a little bit more room to wiggle um, than they did if they wouldn't have uh, uh, D-Hop on the trading block. Mm-hmm. Um, just for Giggles also saying, if we don't catch the big fish, which is Sean Payton, then hire uh D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. Sorry, I can read D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll... I'm 100 percent there. He's that clear number two. <laughs> I definitely that, I think he's anybody. a good number two choice. I, I, if it's between anyone else and Vance Joseph, I will take anyone else, like anybody Ooh, else. I'm at taking that Vance point. Joseph over Brian Flores. Okay, mm, yeah, that's fair. Oh, why do you just, have to prove me wrong? I'm. Just, I, I mean, I wasn't trying to, <laughs> but if, if it happens, yeah. 
I agree. Um, I definitely would rather have uh, Vance Joseph over Brian Flores. That's going to be a mess. Um, all right. Well, you know what else I would rather do? What's I that? would rather bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app while I'm watching sports. <laughs> um, I don't know if you knew this. Um, Shane and I bet on some second-tier Turkish basketball last night. Um, you might ask why. You might ask why. Michaela, do you know why we did that? Betting on Turkish basketball? Because yeah. Marion Jackson, former Sun Devil, is on that team. <laughs> yeah. Go Marion Jackson. They got I didn't know he was playing in Turkey. Yeah, they got embarrassed. They got um, 20 pop this we morning. lost some money. I thought but you said I also... they got 25, as in like 25 points total. I was like, ooh. Oh, that's no, the... that's... Well, he did get 29 points against Washington State the entire game last year. Yeah. I was at that game. Yeah. That wasn't fun. <laughs> um, but I also bet on some Division One Turkish basketball that gets played on Sundays. Hopefully I, I win my money. You guys money need bet. help. You need to call the one eight hundred number. Like um, we're betting we're betting on Turkish basketball. We're not just betting on Turkish scary. basketball. We're t- <laughs> betting on Marion Jackson. Um, all right, whatever. Well, besides <laughs> basketball, you can bet on the NFL. And what better time to bet on the NFL than during wild card weekend? Mm. Uh, we love a good a uh, wild card game. Mm-hmm. Um, all new and existing customers can get a no sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend just place any nfl bet of your choice and if it loses you'll still get a free bet back up to ten dollars download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code phnx new customers can bet just five dollars on the nfl and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly only at the DraftKings sportsbook app with code phnx minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details Shane, um, do you have something to say or are you just hanging out with us uh, yeah, I, what's I going do, on? i'm looking for something i'm just gonna stay here and look pretty okay. for a little bit but I'll, oh. I'll, yeah i'm looking for something on the DraftKings sportsbook app that oh. is pretty fun Oh, okay. Oh. Um, Sean, or geez, well, Sean, make is sure pretty... that you're not taking OGs while you're betting on the DraftKings. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> Shane does look pretty, but if you want to look even prettier, pass some OGs. Pass some OGs. If, you, if, you know, if you're not seeing straight, Shane looks real good. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he looks better the higher you get. Um, I love OGs, Dude, everyone here loves OGs so, so much. It's the only reason I'm like still here, uh, because <laughs> I, I, I was ready to fly into the sun after my whole travel debacle. I got home, popped an OGs, calm down. It, it was it was nice. And I don't know if you heard, they got a new flavor. Oh, they do. Strawberries and cream. Oof. Which like fuck me up. Their and cream flavors yes. are already orange money. Orange creamsicle is my all time favorite. <clears throat> so good. So good. Um, but one, I, I genuinely my favorite dessert of all time is like a strawberry strawberries and biscuits. Okay, um, that's interesting. And. This is right. This is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. A little strawberries and cream flavor. Um, it's not just strawberries and cream, but it's also their new CBD THC Happy Balance um, flavor. So you get, you know, you get a, a nice little, a nice little high, a nice little calm, and you get to enjoy strawberries and cream. Um, so make sure you check them out, ogsbrands.com at your local dispensary. Um, but you must be 21 plus to enjoy. Very important. Very Before important. we move on to some baseball talk, I do want to hit on one more thing. Ryan Heen, Hein, Henny, Hen. Henny, <laughs> Henny Hen. Um, can't Henny wait for the draft this year. It could be a historic couple of days for Cardinals fan under a new GM and a coach. Ryan, thank you for saying this because we have been dogging on the Cardinals for what feels like an eternity all year long. And deservedly so. Deservedly, deservedly so. But I really just, I love football with my whole heart. And it makes me sad when I feel like I can't enjoy it because my teams are ass. Um, <laughs> and 
there is like a new dawn, a new day. We finally get a new it's GM, a which new the Cardinals dawn. have needed for multiple years now. We get a new head coach, which I think is it's also for the best. Day. And I'm really excited to see, uh, hopefully, this organization can make the right hires and move in a better direction. And but I'll it is going to be nice to have a little bit of hope. And good. it's going to be cool seeing the historic NFL draft um playing out as well really quickly too uh we have some wild card matchups that i want to do rapid fire on and see what you guys are picking um so tell me who you think is gonna win seahawks 49ers niners Niners. sadly niners win but the it's raining so anything can happen oh uh, I still going Niners. Thirty-three uh, mile an hour wins. Brock Purdy yeah. is him. I am in Stop love with that it. man just for the fact that he is Mr. Gino Irrelevant is no more. Um, Chargers Jaguars. <laughs> As Totri dances, I'm picking Chargers or I'm picking Jaguars just to piss off Totri. Um, I <laughs> am, reason I'm picking Jags. I also love Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, I'm picking the Chargers, but I will not be surprised if the Jags win. I think this is a toss-up for me, but I, I want to be the team. I want the Bills to be the team that knocks the Chargers out, so I'm rooting for the Chargers. Okay. It's a two-and-a-half-point two favorite now for the Chargers. It was one uh, a couple of days ago. I got it at one on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Ooh, Love the Chargers. Okay. Love All the right. Chargers on the spot. Um, Dolphins-Bills. Tua's out, correct? Yes, he is. So I'm going Bills. Tua huh. and Teddy. So we were getting Skylar Thompson versus Josh Allen. That is a I bummer wonder for the Dolphins. who I think is going to win this game. Um, oh, Mac, I don't know if you know this, um, but no one. Circles the wagons. And I mean, quite literally, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. So the Buffalo Bills are going to. I want the Bills. I want the Bills to win the Super Bowl the this Miami year. Dolphins. So I'm throwing all my weight behind the Bills. Let's go Bills. Oh, you want the Bills to win the Super Bowl? That's cute. I need I the Bills to win the Super I Bowl. I sure do. I um, Jan also making a great point that we want the Chargers to win, so the head coach is not fired. I retract my previous statement about the Jaguars yes. winning, and I want the Chargers to win now. We need, I need the Chargers. <laughs> I need the Chargers to lose by like a point. Yeah. To the Bills and the yeah. AFC Championship. So they keep their head coach. All right. Uh, Giants, Vikings. Oh, man. Um, it, I'm, I'm, I've been saying the Giants because. Giants money line. Yeah. I'm anti Kirk. Like Kirk is going to be the, the eyes K. of the world yeah, are going to be Kirk. on Kirko chains. Um, the Giants <laughs> the Giants injury report is nothing. They they have nobody that's questionable or worse. Um, and I also nobody. have the only quarterback to ever play football in Daniel Dimes. Um, so I, I like the Giants. Uh, if the Vikings, Vikings win, uh, the Vikings are frauds. The entire NFC are frauds. Um, but I think the Vikings are the biggest frauds. Daniel S. Dimes and the okay. S is for scooting. Daniel scooting Dimes. And running out, we've got Ravens, Bengals. Do we have an update on Lamar? Lamar's, Lamar's not playing. For yeah. Lamar's not uh, playing. Uh, yeah, I don't Bengals. think it would have mattered if Lamar was playing. The Bengals yeah. won this game. Uh, no, if Lamar plays, this game's close. I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I believe it's close. I'm obsessed with Lamar, and I'm pissed at the Ravens for not giving him the money that he has earned. But anyway. Lamar Jackson, you are a Minnesota Viking. Stop it. No, he's not. Uh, yes, I'm knowing Bengals. Are we all in agreement, Bengals? Yes. All right. And then finally, Cowboys, Bucks. Um, Tom Brady's winning the, the Super Bowl. <sighs> Tom Brady's Tom winning, winning the NFC. Tom Brady is winning the NFC. Stop it right now. He's winning the Super Bowl. This is the thing that drives me crazy. We've been talking about this since 2013 he is he is one it, loss one loss one can loss. we all yep. agree that tom brady of now is not tom brady of old no shit no. but he's also well, tom brady still well th this season he wasn't and then you saw what happened in week 18 him and mike evans finally connecting yeah the the cowboys are big time frauds and, uh, by a million. yeah i'm not Dak saying Prescott that i have is, any faith in the cowboys because the cowboys are chokers and also this frauds, is the but most I just, tom brady's old they uh, are the they are the toronto maple Leafs of the nfl they're going to get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs <laughs> and we're going to look back like i've been saying and tom brady is going to have to beat Dak prescott daniel dimes and insert anybody else and they're going to be in the super bowl and brock purdy and they're going to be in the super bowl and we're like how did this happen uh because he had to play four varsity high school quarterbacks to get there 
Um, yeah. So yeah, okay. I'm right. taking the. Box. I agree. Charles Waddle Pike said, "Shane, don't you put that into the universe?" I agree. You it's, shut your dirty mouth back there. The you ready for my? Fun are the dolphin? You ready for my fun nugget? Here? No. You ready for my fun nugget? What's no, your fun nugget? You. North Texas oh, is playing at FAU, Florida Atlantic University tomorrow. FAU 15 and one, but the reason why I'm betting <laughs> on FAU, it is one of their designated fraternity tailgate days, and the the student section is going to be rocking and loud. Big game for AP voters. Bet on FAU on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right. Nice. That was random. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> just for Google's sake, Dak just threw another pick six. Yeah, probably. You probably did. Um, as we speak, uh, Compass Spidey say Bucks over Dallas. Why, you guys? No, 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 Why are you no, rooting no, for the no, Dallas no. Cowboys? Because whoa, I would whoa, rather... Whoa, we got breaking news. Oh, no. Sean McVay informs the Rams that he will be staying. Oh, thank <gasps> God. Oh, yes. Let's Sean Payton was going to be go. a Ram. Can we get an air horn on that? That is money. That makes me feel so much better. Oh my god. Okay, so if you didn't hear that chaos, uh, Sean McVay will be staying with the Los Angeles Rams, which is good for us because LA uh, is where Sean Payton currently resides. So head coaching one of those two LA teams would probably make the most sense for him. And taking one out of the equation is huge. That's lovely. I love that. Very, that's a great. Yeah, uh, very, very happy to hear that. Yeah, that's a good way to wrap this podcast up. Um, Ryan saying, I think the Chargers winning one game in the playoffs will be enough for Staley to keep his job, especially if the next game is close. Yeah, yeah I agree 100 percent. And now with Sean McVay saying with the Rams, if the Chargers can win this playoff game, I don't think they move on from him either. And good Lord almighty, how great would it be if neither of the LA teams need a head coach? That would be huge. <laughs> that would be huge. <laughs> It'd be very nice. Um, my mom in the comments for all the way from Mexico. Got to give a shout out to my mom. Hi, mom. Uh, thanks for joining while you're on vacation. Uh, she made the great point that my dad really wants McVeigh to the Broncos. Or sorry, McVeigh. What? Sean Payton to the Broncos. Sorry, um, Max dad. I also feel like I can't comment on this because I love both of them so much. But um, it would be interesting to see Sean Payton go to the Broncos I as well. I think I hate the Broncos. Okay. <laughs> and I honestly think the only reason is you, Matt. Wow, thanks a <laughs> lot. I support your NFL team and you don't yeah, support mine. because we're America's Rude. team. If you hate Rude. on the Bills, that's like kicking a puppy. You have no reason to hate us. I disagree. Whatever. Um, <laughs> well, we can end this podcast knowing that one of the LA teams is off the table for a potential head coach. And that is the best news that we could have gotten all weekend. Yes, um, also great news. Bad Birdie is the best uh, golf swag company out here in Phoenix in the game. Top two and it's not two. Top two and it's not two. Uh, Sean's got the nice little Bad Birdie mm -hmm. hat. Rocking the Bad Birdie. And if you um, show up to the tea party today, you're going to see me in the whole Bubble fit. Shane, do you have a Bad Birdie shirt on? Hello. Hi. Bueller. Sorry, I was just, I was bad birding too hard. Look at this. Look at, this. Look at that hat. beautiful shirt and a hat. Can I? <laughs> um, oh, Saul's got the bad birdie on as well. Uh, Saul's rocking bad birdie. Everybody in this office is rocking bad birdie because most of us are going to be wearing it tonight at the Dobson <laughs> Ranch Golf Course for our tea party. We will see you there if you're going to be there. Ooh. If you want to get some bad birdie and look as good as everyone in this office does, head on over to badbirdiegolf.com. Use code PHNX underscore sports 15 and you'll get 15% off your entire order. I can't recommend Recommended enough. It's the best looking golf gear. It performs great. It hoodies looks now. good. They've got hoodies. Um, it's going to be so much fun. And uh, you'll see most of us rocking it out at Dobson Ranch Golf Course, which we hope to see you there. Um, if you're there, we're going to come say hi. You're going to hang out with us. It's going to be so much fun. And, and 
Yeah, and 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 like we said earlier, you can you can walk. You can right walk up. up. Just oh yeah, show you up. can walk up. If hey. you don't have tickets, it's okay. Come hang out with us. You can Use walk up, get tickets there. It's gonna be so much fun. Code word Whopper. Whopper. <laughs> no, whopper there's no code word. Code, stop it. There is a code word. Um, Eddie's saying breaking news: Champagne to the Bears. That's not funny, Eddie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys are the absolute best. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a five star review wherever you get your podcast. It really, really helps us out. You can subscribe on Apple, Spotify. Google Podcasts, Android Podcasts. I don't know what else is out there, but you can get it there. <laughs> Android Podcasts a thing? I don't know. <laughs> You're making so shit up much. Now. You are all the absolute best. Thank you for rocking along with us for everyone in the comments. Google Play. Um, mm. Google Play. Okay, whatever. Um, you guys are the best. Don't forget, we have another show next Friday at 1230. So we will see you back here for that. I hope you guys all have a wonderful, safe weekend. We'll see you at Dobson Ranch. Bye.